fsrn.org. Free Speech Radio News is produced by Simba Russo and Monica Lopez. Our Washington editor is Mitch Jezerich. Headlines editor is Leanne Caldwell. Our technical production team includes Jade Paget-Seekins, Pauline Bartolone, and Eric Klein. In Los Angeles, I'm Aura Bogado. Jesus died for somebody's sins, but not mine. You are listening to WCBN FM and Arbor. WCBN FM and Arbor. WCBN FM and Arbor. WCVN FM and Arbor. People say beware. But I don't care. What are we doing in here? Dan, get off my foot. There are hangers everywhere, Christy. And what's up with these mothballs? This is stifling. I feel like I can't breathe. Yeah, and I can barely move. Forget this, man. Closets, Closets are, are for clothes. clothes. Closets Are For Clothes is Michigan's premier queer radio show, celebrating 30 years of broadcast excellence. 60 minutes of award-winning gaiety and witty repartee. (laughs) We're here, we're on, Closets Are For Clothes on WCBN-FM 88.3, Radio Free Ann Arbor. The next hour will be jam-packed with news, reviews, and interviews of interest to the LGBT community, our friends, family, and allies. We are your hosts... Dan Burns and Christy Cardinal. Thanks for joining us. Let's go. Actually, we are Christy Cardinal and Greg Varnum. Dan Burns will be joining <coughs> us. In he's, he's caught in the traffic is what I think. He's tardy. Well, it is the second day of move-in. If he's tardy, is that... You know, I was driving around Ann Arbor yesterday, though, and it wasn't nearly as bad as today. I don't know if everyone's yeah, just like decided I'm going to wait till day two or what the story is. Yeah, I think that people waited because it wasn't nearly as bad yesterday. I too. It wasn't. It was just... And it didn't even occur to me that yesterday was day one of moving day. I just assumed that today was day one just because it was this... Well, I had to come downtown. I had to go to the library this morning and um, and I couldn't figure out where all the... It took me like yeah. all the way to Fifth Avenue yeah. to realize what all these cars were doing. I was on the phone with somebody, <laughs> with, a, with a gentleman up in Traverse, and I was talking with him, and I'm like, I don't know if there's a tornado prediction and, <laughs> and what's going on, but everyone is leaving Ann Arbor because it was all these cars. And it occurs to me now that it's, you know, it's the end of the day, so they're right, done unpacking, they're done. and there's this exodus of people from Ann Arbor. Right, all the parents. Yeah, and it was all, it was from 23, maybe a, a little bit past Hill Road on uh, going down Washtenaw, and I just couldn't believe how many cars there were. I mean, it literally looked like the the footage they were showing of the highways where you know one side was completely jam packed and then on my side there's two cars right <laughs> right it was very bizarre well it is Wednesday August thirty first and it is closets are for clothes um some really god awful stuff going yeah. on in the news and go- going on in our country right now um so we thought we'd spend a few minutes talking about Katrina because well for one I don't honestly in the news coverage that I've seen which I will ag- fully admit is not much um. But is some, I don't really feel like they're talking about what needs to be talked about. What I think what's been really surprising is outside of, of mainstream media, I've been looking at uh, a couple of reports and I have some friends who work in, in different you know, sectors. Uh, I've got an economist friend and, and somebody who's an architect. And in talking to those two, the ramifications are just extreme. I mean, the economists are all talking about how this is going to have more of an impact on the economy than 9-11, which is mind-boggling to me. Right, I'm still is. having a hard time fathoming that idea. And the architectural talk lately is that the entire town is a wash that they have to just mm-hmm. essentially destroy all of New Orleans and potentially either rebuild it or relocate it. And a lot of people right. uh, are refusing to go down there because they're saying you can't rebuild in an area that's going to be that badly damaged and is obviously that prone to, you know, that being that much below sea level, you're just waiting for right. another problem. And, and, well, yeah, and it's it's sort of unbelievable that it took this long to happen, right? Yeah. That, that it, you know, New Orleans is hundreds of years old and this is the first 
I mean, major. it's been hit before, but this is extreme and huge. Um, a friend of mine today, I was mentioning to Greg before the show, I was mentioning, I didn't credit my friend with this conversation, but I will now, in case they're listening. Um, <laughs> it was saying, there. she's from New York City, and she was saying, you know, the size of the area that was affected in on 9-11 in New York was about two football fields. Mm-hmm. And this area in the on the Gulf Coast is about 100 square miles. And, you know, we're totally not talking about it in the same way. Um, and she kind of, one of the things that she was saying, and I don't necessarily know if I, I, it's not that I disagree with this, it's just that I haven't thought it through all the way, is that, you know, she, she was pointing out, which I do agree with, that a lot of the news coverage of it, of the looting and the stuff like that, is very racist and classist, and mm-hmm. I totally am down with that. And I uh, and then she went further to say she was wondering, and I, I'm beginning to see more and more of it, that the sort of lack of coverage of some of the of this, that it's you know they're still talking about what people are wearing on the Today Show. Right. They're still talking about um, things that really seem irrelevant in times like this on a lot of the news programs. Yet when 9/11 happened, it was 24 hours. 24 hours a day, seven days a week on almost every channel. What? And it's just so different. And so what is different about this that is making it less important? I well, guess. I think one of the things is, I mean, when 9-11 happened, it was so, it caught everyone completely off guard, obviously, and it was way out of nowhere. With the hurricane, there's some notice to it. We had time to kind of mentally prepare for it. And then I, I think what's more catching us off guard, we were just looking at this website where they were talking about the, and I don't know what website it was, but we were trying to find a news story. And... Christy pointed out that it said, you know, death toll is expected to be around two. Well, now we know that the death toll is expected to be as high as 2,000. Right, And right. so it, even in the aftermath, we're just completely caught off guard by how devastating it's going to be. And it's it's all the the flooding and the levees breaking and all those things, which we were, I don't think, anticipating at all uh, when they were first talking about a hurricane. Because when we think about natural disasters, we don't think about... It's not that common. I mean, the tsunami obviously caught us all off guard as well. And that was very devastating. But in the U.S., we're typically thinking of earthquakes that happen suddenly that kill you know 100 or 200 tornadoes that wipe out you know small areas of towns or hurricanes that maybe do some some serious water damage and maybe kill around 100 people we don't think of hurricanes that destroy that are this an, destructive an entire city and right. kill you know as many people if not right. more than and in 9/11. fact um this is from google news well actually bloomberg but that the estimates of fatalities, if that is true, if that ends up being true, it's essentially this is the deadliest storm in, on United States soil um, since 1900, which, um, and, well, in 1906 was the San Francisco earthquake. Um, but that was before we could predict things like this. Right. When we, before we had ways to track hurricanes and know that they were coming. Um, I, what I really am feeling for right now, I guess, are the folks that are still there, the folks mm-hmm. that are in the shelters, the like twenty percent of the population that couldn't get out, trapped and, on people's roofs, and they're trapped. Yeah, like they're not only trapped, you know, in the short term, there's nothing to sustain them. There's no food. Mm-hmm. There's no water. There's no electricity. So potentially, it could be a lot more because there are so many damn helicopters in Iraq yeah. fighting a war that nobody should. We shouldn't be fighting. <laughs> There's not enough uh, helicopters to rescue people. Um, and, you know, our president finally decided today that he should check it out. And yeah, so he's yeah. just today relocated. Just and today. they just today, the Pentagon was talking about how they're just today starting to send helicopters. And I'm thinking, and, and again, I will give them credit that, you know, the initial estimates, they were saying maybe 100 dead. I mean, I understand that this is, it's becoming a much larger problem. And it's mm-hmm. it's more the aftermath of the hurricane and the actual hurricane. So I get that this is progressing much more than we were expecting sure. it to. But at the same time, you know, don't, well, wouldn't you should, think you'd start relocating right. these things well, sooner? Well, we should I mean, be on. prepared to respond to a disaster like this. Right. I mean, I know we have FEMA, and it's wonderful that we have those kind. We're not totally is is uh unprepared as i think maybe i'm we do have a lot of things yes. to prepare but yes 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 it seems like there are some things that they could have been doing that they're just now doing today that logically i i just don't understand why we weren't doing them during right. them sooner and they're i don't know it's going to be uh it's gonna be pretty incredible they just called up um ten thousand additional national guard to go down there they've got just about every possible helicopter they can find in the u.s that's under military control on its way there, which I would imagine is is no small logistics task, right. and the, uh, the Pentagon or the North American base in um, Colorado, which is the primary base for the military in North America, is basically become FEMA central, and it's going to be under the command of FEMA for the most part. And they're just saying, okay, well, you know, our whole military in North America, 
whatever you need us to do, <laughs> just right, let us know. Right. Uh, so it'll be... Uh, so Dan's here now. I yes. am. He's been Woo-hoo. here for a couple of minutes, just halfway yeah. nodding. <laughs> <laughs> he was a little Very earlier than anticipated. <laughs> yeah. A little earlier. So you've been listening to us blather on. Yes, I have. And... um Yes, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I think we need to mark this day down historically yeah. that it's the first time Dan yeah. has not had an additional. <laughs> yeah, we're all on the same page with something. Not well, I, I agree. I mean, I think the thing is, is that that's one of the things I've been wondering for a long time, a long time being 24 hours or, right. or 36 or whatever, is, that, well, okay, why weren't they prepared to go in right away? Right. I mean, as soon as the mm-hmm. storm passed, why didn't they go in right. and start rescuing these why people? Why weren't they, like, you know, 100 miles north right. <laughs> just lying yeah. in wait? Waiting. Or stuff, or or right. yeah, exactly, or even helping these people get out, knowing right. that there were right. some issues. Right? Why? What? If the entire city was ordered evacuated, why were those twenty percent of people not not, not evacuated? Not why weren't they taken out? You know, they were put in shelters in the city, and in fact. Uh, those 20% were the poorest of the poor. New Orleans is not a rich city by any stretch of the imagination. Mm-hmm. They're very, very poor people in New Orleans. And and what I've heard, and, you know, there may be one or two rich people in that 20%, but that it's mostly the very, very poor people mm-hmm. who had no means, no place to go, no, nothing. Um, why wasn't there some sort of right. plan or effort for those folks? Exactly. Um, it sort of felt to me like when I was reading about it today that... Um, you know, in the in the movie The Titanic, when they close the doors mm-hmm, right. uh, in the storage or what is it, steerage? Yeah, the storage yeah. steerage compartments. Yeah, they where the people lock were. the doors yeah. where, the, where the poor people were, right? right. Yeah. The lower down compartments. Yeah, just, uh, yeah exactly. It, you were talking but, about the. Oh, sorry. No, okay, but the other thing that, and I don't, I don't know if I'm going to be a little radical with this or whatever, is the oh. the, the is the the fact that they're that they're actually considering um, rebuilding New Orleans. I'm kind of like no. Right. No. Right. You knew when you moved right. down there that that was it. Now I, I agree that we maybe need to re, you know move you to another place or right. or do some infrastructure well, on some other cities that uh, things like this. But but to rebuild what we already knew was it was a disaster waiting to happen. Right. I'm I'm like I do not want to spend my my tax dollars my resources to do yep. that. I do feel we need to re- to care for the people there and sure. find them a place to go and, and clean it up. I mean it's a natural it up, exactly. disaster. The water right. is is polluted. Right. We need to clean it up. But Definitely. rebuilding is I'm like no is a waste of money. Before you got in here, we were talking about how there's a number of architects that I was talking with today who there's a nationally there's a lot of architects who are saying we're not going to go down there. I mean these are mm-hmm. architects who typically will go to places where there's a natural disaster and really help out and volunteer mm-hmm. their times or their firms and they're saying no if you're doing it in that area again it's suicidal yes. we're not going to do it again yeah. uh, and I think that's pretty that's a, so you're not alone in that right. I don't think I don't think it's as radical as it's well, very it was, possible that's I mean, as I was brought that up topic. to people people were thinking like how could you think that I mean well, we, we, we help the people in well, Mississippi sure, with their floodplains right. why can't we can't do why can't we do that with New Orleans and I'm like you're right. building an entire city <laughs> right. we're not talking about a neighborhood right One of the, yeah know. and we and while it is easy for us to say that, I mean, it, it was a little windy here today and there are a few sprinkles, you know, no big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I would think even if my house were leveled and um, it was completely flooded, that rebuilding would be the thing that I would be hopeful mm-hmm. for. And so I think some of the rebuilding are the, is the, are the people who've lived there forever and this mm-hmm. is their fam, their family's home where they, they have tremendous history. Um, you know, I think that, that some of that is hope. But mm-hmm. it's all part of the grieving process, right? right. And, you know, you, so I think that we could probably get most of the folks onto that page mm-hmm. that you're talking about, um, because it's real easy for us to not be in grief and say, mm-hmm. "Well, rebuild is stupid." But mm-hmm. <laughs> well, but but also, uh, um, but I think also thinking, looking, looking at the future. I mean, the, I guess sure. the thing is, is we'll have to do it again. You know, and will right. we be able to build it stronger? Will we be able to build it? You know, right. it's it, it's it's a lot different than, for instance, like with nine one one when the the towers fell to rebuild again on that site. Well, yeah, right. we're talking about rock. You right. know, yeah, we're you know this is we did have to we did do some filling with New York with Manhattan, right? But we're talking about we're building on top of rock. We're not building below sea level. We're not building in a bowl. In a bowl, and it's not right. like it's a primary it's place a where that it's just waiting for something to happen again. Mm-hmm. Which right. And they, you know, they talk. We've had this conversation, not we, but you know, as a culture, we've had this conversation when we've had the mudslides and we've had uh, earthquakes and we've mm-hmm. had hurricanes in the past. I think it's just we're talking such. Those were numbers of houses that you could count, and uh, just you know, tallying on one piece of paper. We couldn't do that with an entire city. This is an entire city, right. and I can't think of a time when we re- literally had to build from scratch, and when right. we willingly built from scratch a city 
that was still remained a, a natural disaster target. Right. And again, I think if it wasn't something like New Orleans, if it wasn't right. a city that we all knew, right. if it was, you know, Kambada, Texas, right. well, we'd all be like, why rebuild Kambada? Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, we're certainly going to experience cultural loss. There's yes. a dev- I think having been there, right. I experienced culture that I don't think we have anywhere else in the United States. Correct. Right. Um, in a, in a, the whole gamut of culture from, you know, everything from the people you talk to at the diner, you know, to the art you see on the walls, everything Mm -hmm. there is a little bit different than it is anywhere else. And I think that that is probably, I mean, that's gone and we have to mourn it. We can't rebuild that. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's sort of sadly, but I'm not saying not to be rebuild New Orleans itself. Just not, not the, the where it was. Like maybe just, further inland or something like this. And yeah, I let's mean, just I, take over Baton Rouge. I mean, really, yeah. you know, yeah. it's pretty big. We could, could probably do something. Just and rename it. Didn't, it. Right. <laughs> it doesn't really strike strike me as having much purpose. Right. I mean, come on. Yeah, I've got it's family in Baton Rouge, Rouge, and I can I can tell you from visiting there, it, it's not as exciting. <laughs> <laughs> Generally speaking, move some of the culture up. I'd be okay with it. So, all right. Well, uh, right. well, <coughs> our hearts definitely go out to the folks definitely. who lost yes. stuff there and who lost them you know their own i am stuttering really badly today who lost their home lost their lives lost family members lost you know whatever it's really sad and tragic and we hope that uh our president and our government gets their poop in a group and takes care of things that's right (laughs) friendly way of putting it that i was expecting you to say but yeah (laughs) glad you pulled that together at the end thanks Thanks. well we are joined this evening by um well usually on the last wednesday of the month we have um molly from Mm -hmm. the lgbta here well molly left us she's now a pittsburghian And so, is that how we say it, Pittsburgh? That's what Molly really? said last time she was really? here. She okay. said she wanted to be a Pittsburgher, <laughs> <laughs> but when she was in Pittsburgh, they weren't. They she said that, and she was corrected. <laughs> Not only was she corrected about it's Pittsburghian, but that you cannot move there and become one. You have to be born there to be a Pittsburghian. Oh. Oh. So, but I don't. I'm a rebel, so she's a Pittsburghian now. Okay. She, and so she's not here. So tonight, this evening, we're joined by um, Frederick McDonald Dennis from the LGBTA, who's also leaving. I know. What is up with this I show? Know. And we draw people from your office who then leave us. So before we we become the swan song station. Or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna have trouble goodbye. getting da- getting guests. That's right. So where are you going? Well, first, actually, I'd like to also just sort of share my grief and sadness oh, about sure. New Orleans oh, and um, really holding uh, the people there um, in my heart as well. It's a very, very tough time and just really sad to see. And I lived yes. in, in Alabama and had many friends from New Orleans, and mm. I remember sort of talking about and thinking about this day um, and when the big one would hit, and I was kind of thinking that it wasn't going to be as bad as it's turning out to be. So yeah. I'm sad about that as well. Have you been in touch with any of them? or um, I have not been in oh, touch okay. with any of my friends, but I've been in okay. touch with my family um, who are in Alabama, uh, in Mobile, okay. which, I was hit, which also mm-hmm. was hit pretty hard. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. Before we actually, yeah, before we go on, we need to also mention that it's not just New Orleans, it's right. Biloxi and Mobile. Yeah, and I mean, right. there's effects of this storm all the way as far north as Nashville. So yes. there's lots of... Um, other places to be concerned with as well. So now, where are you going? (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks for having me. I'm moving to um, Philadelphia. Um, My partner uh, moved there a year ago, and so we've been long distance for a while. I've been doing a bit of job searching, so I have a position at the Art Institute of Philadelphia. Very cool. I'm moving there on the 14th. Well, congratulations. Yeah, congratulations on the new job. That sounds really interesting. Yeah, it's exciting. Um, so this is sort of a time then, because you're leaving and also <coughs> school is starting, of a, you know, literally a commencement, right? It's an end and a beginning. Yes, uh, it, is. it is for <laughs> us. What are some of the events that are going on to welcome students back to campus or to campus for the first time at the LGBTA? Yeah. 
Well, we're really excited about um, Welcome Week. As you probably know, the University of Michigan does a whole Welcome Week program um, to welcome its students, um, new students, and also to welcome students back. And uh, we participate in that. And we are now wearing these lovely shirts, which, of course, you out in Radio Land cannot see. But plate feel to it. It says yes. Destin, Destination Michigan. Destination Michigan. Oh. So it expires in 2005, though, so you've got to get into a renewal tab for next yeah. year. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> we have to get a different T-shirt for 2006 for sure. <laughs> but um, we traditionally do um, a number of events during this week to welcome students and just sort of have the office open. Uh, one of the things that we'll be doing um, this Friday night is something called orientation, orientation, um, sort of orientation for your orientation. And the idea is to give students an idea of what it's like to be um, an LGBT student on campus. And so we traditionally have provided speakers to come and talk about their experiences on campus. But this year we're doing a few things differently, and we're going to give out a lot more information um, from different student organizations and different things like that and have um, a movie night uh, we're going to show, but I'm a cheerleader um, that night mm-hmm. as well. Um, we also will be joining student groups um, in putting on Gays Craze uh, on Monday, <laughs> um, Monday afternoon. It's a picnic um, for folks to sort of just come out and um, eat some good food and play games and uh, play frisbee and water sports and different things like that. Really? Water um, sports? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. sorry. In, in, a, in a different way. Yeah. As, as soon as I said that I was afraid someone was going to go there, but I thought maybe We not. always and go there. You'll we find that any bait you give us, we'll, yep. we'll go there. We have no shame. I'm surprised right. I said it first. <laughs> yeah, you can just beat me to it. <laughs> And um, and then finally, actually, next week, um, as sort of a continuation, we'll be having an open house um, next Tuesday from 6 to 8 p.m. Um, in our office on the third floor of Michigan Union. You can't miss it if you come up there uh, 6 to 8 that night. Um, we'll have lots of food. The president will be there, uh, vice oh. president for student affairs. Um, and it's just going to be a big welcoming for, uh, for new students. And we're also going to do, or I'm told, they're going to do a farewell to me. I'm a little afraid of what that means. But <laughs> <laughs> part of that as well. And I'll be um, <clears throat> introducing to the community the interim director um, for the office, which I'd also like to talk about a bit. Cool, we can do that. In transition. And are you ready to do that now? Do you want well, is there any, are there other, any other events that you want to make sure that we, we let yeah. people know about? Or? And if, if oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Well, those really are the big ones. I'd okay. really like to encourage people to come to uh, Orientation Orientation Friday night um, from 6, mm-hmm. really until about 10. We'll have the Orientation Orientation and then the movie. Okay. So that's an opportunity. Which is for, a great movie. Yeah, it's a really, it really, really fun movie. movie. So I really want to encourage people to come to that. Um, and also um, Gays Craze. These are events where you'll get lots of information about, again, organizations that are on campus sure. that are catered to LGBT um, students and also um, community organizations and different things that will be happening throughout the fall. So people get lots of information there. And really the open house is really kind of our big opening seminal event. So everyone comes. It's sort of the social event of the season I've said before. <laughs> <laughs> so, so As it should be. Come to that. And it is a lot of fun, and it's very cool that President Coleman will be there. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and great. if um, – Folks want to get more information. Where can mm-hmm. they call or go or email? Or yeah, well, you can call our office seven six three four one eight six, or you can email us at lgbta at umich dot edu, um, and we're at thirty two hundred Michigan Union. So we'd love to have folks come by. All right. So now you had, you had hinted earlier on the uh, the transition for mm-hmm. for your departure. So what's the what's the big plan there? Yeah. Well, we have a wonderful plan actually. We we're very very lucky. Things um, worked out very well. I was a little uh, nervous because this was not the most opportune time for me to leave. I was sort of hoping to be here through um, the fall semester. But um, Jackie Simpson, who is an associate director uh, for student activities and leadership. Uh, within the Division of Student Affairs, um, has um, agreed to serve as the interim director through the year um, as they oh, do a search. Um, so we don't really have to rush the search. That's um, great. Anything yeah. like that. So it's really great. We're already working together. Um, she's given us about 20 hours a week now, so she and I are going to end up having about three weeks together. So we've been meeting um, just about every day for me to share information with her about things that are happening in the office, make sure that she has information Right. About many of our initiatives and so forth. So she is very much on board. Um, she's a great leader, um, very fun to work with. Um, students really, really like her. Many students already know her, so she's really a known quantity. So 
we have we're very fortunate to have <clears throat> um, yeah. a strong staff in place and to have a great interim. So I'm really excited about right. that. Right, and to have such a, a generous amount of time to do a search. Mm-hmm. Yes, fast searches can be bad hires. You know, yeah. like yeah. can. Yeah. yeah, I'm not speaking from experience. No, right? not at all. No. I can tell. Yeah. No, so um, so I'm really happy that they'll get to really take their time with that, and sure. it'll probably start um, probably late fall, and just kind of putting together um, a search committee and beginning to get advertisements out there and so forth, and having someone permanent on board by next summer. I think is the plan. Yeah, Wonderful. that's excellent. That's excellent. Yeah. It's good to have that breathing space. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. So and to for you to be able to leave and not feel mm-hmm. stressed out about leaving mm-hmm. you know that's that's yes. great <laughs> we originally you know very nervous about that and we mm-hmm. were developing all kinds of plans of hoping that we could find someone who would give us 20 hours a week part-time through the fall while we do a search and i would do some work from philadelphia and come back in and do all these kinds of oh. things that really yeah, really but i was willing to do it because michigan has been really good to me and i really care about the program so i was willing to to do that um for michigan but um but this is a much much better plan so we're really excited about that cool yeah. it's been surprising to me and I, it, this seems to be a, a trend over the last year almost of uh directors of, of lgbt offices on campuses mm-hmm. Move, and it's all it, almost every one of it's been moving on to to bigger and better things, which is mm-hmm. which is wonderful. Yeah. But it's just bizarre over, the, and I don't know if you've noticed this as well, but it, mm-hmm. especially over the last few months, I've been seeing emails more and more right. and more about you know this person's living here and this person's living there, and there's mm-hmm. this huge pool of uh, of openings around uh, at yeah. the universities. Yeah. It's uh it's very interesting. It should be an interesting recruiting season. Yes. Um, I think it's I think it's certainly good for many of us that we're we're moving on and um I hope and think that it shows too that that we're hopefully moving beyond getting pigeonholed in these positions as yep. well. Mm-hmm. Because I think yes. one of the difficult things and certainly one of the things that I worried about and I know others have coming into the field was, you know, once you do LGBT or multicultural work, people often think that's all that you can do or right. that's all mm-hmm. that they'll hire you for. Um, or certainly that we live in a culture that will discriminate against you because of that and mm-hmm. will want to hire someone who has done that type of work. So mm-hmm. um, so people moving on, I think, is a, is a really good thing. And also is a great opportunity for um, for other people to get experience uh, in a really important and exciting field as well. Right, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. So if there was one thing that you say you're going to miss the most... About Michigan, maybe maybe not one. Michigan maybe that's and hard. or uh, you maybe we can do two things. You can okay. do Michigan and the like Ann Arbor metropolitan area. Well, I was thinking the University of Michigan. Right. Mm. Well, okay. That's what saying. I meant oh, by okay. Michigan. And then because uh, okay. I like Zingerman's and something that I would miss. Not really, but I'm using it as an example of Ann Arbor. Mm-hmm. But if I, there are things that some people may miss that are related to the uni- university that are Ann Arbor. You know what I'm saying? It, and it's not to be sad. It's just, you know, if we're going to be the swan right. song station, then by right. golly, I'm yeah. going to get it right. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. You are developing quite a reputation. I'm going to let Jackie know. Maybe she should have planned to come and talk to you guys. <laughs> yeah, we'll be moving on. We're going to have a hard time getting guests to. <laughs> I know, but they are prepared, by the way, to continue coming here. They're very, oh, very excited about um, the show. And, and I'll, I'll push it as well when I get back. Um, boy, that's that's an interesting question. Um, the University of, I mean, I'm going to miss it a lot, you know, just kind of being here. I mean, I'll, you know, honestly, my beginnings in Ann Arbor were a little bit challenging. I mean, I didn't love it at first, I have to admit. Um, so it took me a while to warm up to it. But when I did, I really developed a great community. Um, the University of Michigan, I would have to say, you know, certainly the students. I mean, I think that I've gotten the opportunity to work with um a really special types of students, students who tend to be, you know, very, very committed to um, to social justice issues um, and to kind of learning about that and trying to make the world a better place for themselves. And I've just been so impressed with, um, you know, LGBT students and ally students who are concerned about issues really kind of across the board, that they aren't single-minded and only concerned about LGBT issues, but are concerned about things like class and poverty um, and race issues and sexism and different things like that. So so um, I'm hoping that the Art Institute will have some of that as well, but this is really a special place for that, that and the colleagues. So I think really kind of working in, I think, a, a, a pretty good social justice community mm-hmm. that I've been able to create for myself here at Michigan, I think is something that I'll miss um, a lot. And then I was supposed to talk about the state, no, Ann Arbor, so Michigan, Michigan, about Michigan the Ann Arbor metro, if you want to. Oh, well, sure, sure. Um, you know, I really like um, Ann Arbor downtown 
Summer Nights. Um, I think it's so mm-hmm. um, you know quaint and wonderful um, and interesting. People, it's just a really neat place to be. Um, so I, I really I'll miss Summer Nights in Ann Arbor. You know, it's a, it's very different than Philadelphia, which is a big bustling, you know, vibrant city. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really, you know, kind of fun and interesting. But it's kind of, I like the sort of um, almost small town feel of an hour at night in the summer. So I'll miss that a lot. Um, and it's just a, it's a, it's a cool place to live. It's a cool place to live. Right on. So yeah. it occurs to me as we're talking that we've got a lot of, because it's move-in day, mm-hmm. we have a lot of people who may be listening to this show for the very first time who yeah. are new students on the campus. And mm-hmm. because it's kind of fitting that you're also in a transition right mm-hmm. now, is there any advice that you would give to new LGBT people mm-hmm. at the University of Michigan or perhaps mm-hmm. in the Ann Arbor area? Well, absolutely. I mean, Shane's <laughs> go to the LGBT Union. <laughs> it's a great place. He's very good at Wonderful this role. Staff. Yeah. Thank you. Wonderful staff. They're um, so excited, um, you know, to be there and to welcome students. And there are a lot of resources for students here. So I really do. Um, yes, it's a shameless plug, but I'm serious. <laughs> I think that students should definitely visit the office and make their presence known and um, and let the staff know what they need to be supported through their time in Michigan. It's got such a rich history. I don't think people often appreciate yeah. how rich the history is at the, yeah. at the LGBT office. It's the first Absolutely. LGBT mm-hmm. office at any university in the country. Yes, right. 1971. Yeah, exactly. It's got just so many. The office in and of itself could have a book written about it, let alone all the yeah. many books that it has in it. Right. Yeah. And someone should do that. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that would be an interesting project. Huh. Is there a so research student out there their, somewhere? Their, their thesis, their master's yes. thesis, or their dissertation mm-hmm. even. There's certainly plenty of materials you could easily do mm-hmm. it. Hmm. Maybe we can absolutely sell ideas for. We get a closet server close intern to write that. I think you should. And of course, Jim Toy still around, one of the co-founders. Right, right. Really was a force behind getting the office started. So, yeah, great project. Mm -hmm. Actually, I I do know that they are planning to work on um, an office history project, which could Mm -hmm. could include an oral history component. I'm not sure, but. our administrative coordinator, Kevin Correa, is working on that now and trying to um, develop um, an internship section to help a student go out and do interviews with folks who were involved with the office so that we we have that rich history um, written down somewhere. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping that they, they are able to complete that. Yeah, that would be definitely That's awesome. wonderful. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming to join us on your, mm. um, you know, in your last few weeks mm. as director of the LGBTA. Um, we really, really appreciate it, and we of course wish you the best thank in you. your no, endeavors. You'll be a Philadelphian, is that how yeah, they say? Yeah, I think that you'll be a Philadelphian. Uh, I think that is probably. But you know, I kind of like. Pittsburgher. Yeah. <laughs> I think that no. I'm going to call Molly tonight and call her a Pittsburgher. Could, could you be a filler? I mean, if she's a Pittsburgher, <laughs> can you be a filler? <laughs> oh. Wow, that was clever. <laughs> that is very clever indeed. That so, was very, very clever. I, I just clever. sit here in the corner waiting for something clever to come to me, and then I, <laughs> I to really stretch it out. We'll Do use that phrase about five so more times this month. Successfully. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, again, the number to the LGBTA office is 763-4186, and the website site is umich.edu slash tilde inquiry i-n-q-u-e-e-r-y if you want to get more information again thanks to frederick yes. mcdonald and, and for, for coming yeah. down and frederick yeah. thank you for all the support yes. of this program also yeah. that the oh, um, you. that you've given to us you know being the director so i really appreciated um the, the office support and and you behind the scenes pushing for that support so. and yeah also, so go ahead. and just all the wonderful work that you've done in mm-hmm. that office i mean it's been absolutely uh, working at another lgbt office mm-hmm. your name certainly comes up for the number of people that that i work with and so it's very you've done some very powerful things there so thank, thank you very you. much it on behalf of the community a joy oh and you know it's i think it's also fitting that i'm here tonight too because um in like my first couple of weeks here um, I did a show with uh, George Hartnett back seven years ago. <laughs> <laughs> so now on the route, doing the closet stuff for yeah. thing again. We've so changed good. since then a little. Yes, you have. A little. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's probably it the is, same studio, though, actually. It is. Awesome. Yeah. It is same it is. graffiti on the table. I got down here, I remember exactly where I was. <laughs> <laughs> same microphones, even. So. Oh, <laughs> but I will tell Jackie and the rest of the staff about my experience here, and I know they'll be Excellent. all No, we want them to come back. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was good. I'll just tell them to be careful about what they say because it can be taken out of context. <laughs>
<laughs> There's always that danger. Yes, it's true. It's, it's true. Very true. Again, thanks so much. Yes. Thank you. Um, and safe journey. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Well, much good luck. Best to you. Thank thanks you very, very much. much. Thank you. So in just a few seconds or a few moments, I see uh, our engineer phone is Alex being lifted. frantically dialing. <laughs> We're going to be what talking to Shannon. I, no, I wouldn't say it's not frantic. <laughs> it's as frantic probably as Alex gets. He's a pretty laid back guy. It's true. So it's true. It's probably as frantic as it gets. We're going to be talking to Shannon Cuddle, who is the coordinator, organizer, what have you, of the town hall meeting that will be happening in September. We're going to talk more about that with her. Um, but, Dan, how are you while well, we get her on the phone? I, I'm doing pretty good. Um, I actually brought something just in case we needed some filler. Huh? Um, I brought uh, uh, 25 questions that everybody should know if they're uh, depending on how observant they are, and um, and, and and even the answers. That's and and it's out of the 20, anyway, you just get the questions. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but I also have where um, out of the 25, the average person only answers seven of them correct. Really? Yes. Do you have this where you can put it on your blog? On I d- in fact, I was going to do it before I came here because I know if I don't do it before I arrive, <laughs> I'm going to forget. So, and I've even got it. Yes. Yeah, so I do. And um, let's see here. Well, I'll start off with question one. On a state or traffic traffic light, is the green on the top or the bottom? The bottom. The bottom. Okay. Very correct. Very correct. Um, let's see here. Um, That's just a little bit correct. Exactly. <laughs> How many states are there in the USA? How Don't, many states? How many states? Fifty. Correct. Um, in in which um, hand is the Statue of Liberty's torch? It is in the left hand. Uh-huh. Cur- uh huh. No, it's the right. Really? Really? Maybe we, I'm. <laughs> Christian and I both did the <laughs> hand motion. Think about that. Like a rock, like a rock. Yeah, really. Okay, um, I guess. The I guess right. I can yeah, see that. I can see that. Okay. All right. Okay, now this one I got stumped on. I can buy that. What six colors are on the classic Campbell Soup's label? Red, yellow, or gold, whichever you want to call it. Black, red. How many is that? Black, red, gold, or yellow? White. White. Uh, Should gold and yellow be separate? Yes. Okay. Gold, <laughs> and then one then, more? So then one well, more. I guess silver is the can. I don't really know that that nope. counts on the label. Yeah, is it I blue? Was, yes. Yeah. Right. Wow. I don't know where the blue is. Is it in the... I don't know some, where the blue is the, either. I think but it's it in the lettering. In some of the lettering. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, what two numbers are on the telephone dial... No, Alex, you can't answer this one. Because um, <laughs> <laughs> it's making the phone call now. Um, what two numbers are on the telephone dial um, that don't have any letters by them? One and zero. Yes. Correct. Well, although the zero has O P E R, which right. d- that's that's a cheating question. <laughs> that so doesn't count. Um, when you walk, um, does your left arm swing with your right or left leg? Now, don't swing get up, everybody. My arms start. don't swing. When my arms swing, I think they swing with the opposite leg. Yeah, I think so too. Correct. How many We're on m- fire? <laughs> We're on fire. Are we keeping track? I didn't. I haven't been keeping I track. Only I only missed one. Yeah. Okay. So however many we've gotten. Um, how many matches are in a standard pack? Twenty. Are you sure? I used to be a smoker. Oh, 20. that's right. Exactly. Darn. Um, I'm there's in 20 cigarettes in a pack. So there's 20 oh, matches. Oh, see, I never I'm knew that. Like so that. how many in a lighter? I don't have the answer, but how many in a lighter? In a oh, lighter? million. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you lose it. It's like it's like the center of a Tootsie Pop. No one right. knows the answer. Right, right. <laughs> you bite before you lick it that long. <laughs> yeah, before I lose it. Right, exactly. Right. Um, how many matches? Oh, sorry, I already did that one. I'm on the uh, United States flag. Is the top stripe red or white? It's red. Red. Okay, correct. I only know this because I have hung flags so many times on walls that I always remember you have to have a red push pin on the right oh, side. Oh, very baggy Very of good. You. Yes, it's true. Because apparently my push pins have to match. That's a very baggy thing to know. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Oh, I love it. Oh, my gosh. Um, what, uh, what is the lowest? Now, being that we're on a radio station, what um, is the lowest number on the FM dial? 88.3. 88.1. I think it's 88.3. I'm going with 88.3. 87.7. Oh. Isn't that something? I was like, wow. That's too wrong. All right. Um, and it's pretty good. Um, let's see here. Um, which 
Which way does water go down the drain, counter or clockwise? Clockwise. Well, if you're in the northern hemisphere, it's clockwise. In the southern hemisphere, it's counterclockwise. Which way does a a no-smoking sign slash run? From left to right. Yeah. Yeah. Your left or my left? Just kidding. Um, (laughs) We're sitting at a table, guys. Uh, (laughs) Um, How many channels um, on a VHF... TV dial. Oh my god! <laughs> well, it's two to thirteen. It's two to thirteen, so it's so a twelve. Twelve, I guess. Very good. I put thirteen, and I went, "Oh, there's no one. I yeah. forgot." Um, you're in a school. That's right. There is channel one, but right. not <laughs> a totally different thing. Um, on which, in fact, we were telling, uh, we were, I was talking to some uh, kids over the weekend, and they were talking about how I, we didn't have cable, and he was like. Oh my gosh! You didn't have TV as a kid. He had no concept of that there was like rabbit ears or right. any of that. He just thought that was the weirdest foil. thing. Whatever. Exactly. So really good. You guys got um, eleven out of thirteen right. So Ooh, yeah. you are above we are average. On fire. We rule. <laughs> so turning the show into Jeopardy. <laughs> <laughs> Making the big bucks. Hopefully we'll have time to finish. Oh okay. I well, love junk like if, this. If we, in, I also, if we have time at the end, I was in Stratford this last weekend. And I was oh like, that's I was right. Talking cool. about the Stratford Fest. If, if but if not. Okay. If not, uh, it, it's a story that I can I can reserve for future times. Okay. For those moments of boredom. So on the phone with us right now is um, Shannon Cuddle, who is the organizer of the first ever Gay and Lesbian Family Town Hall, which will happen in Ferndale. Um, hi, Shannon. Are you there? Maybe not. Hello. Maybe now, is Shannon coordinating it? or Shannon is the organizer. Okay. Um, and she worked with Triangle to produce this. And who like who are, who would be eligible to be invited to this? Well, and that's what we're going to ask Shannon. Oh, I gotcha. Okay. I, we okay. can tell you what it is while we wait for yes. it. And, and Shannon, when you, when you can hear us, just, you know. Just start talking. Just start talking and we'll stop talking, <laughs> I swear. It doesn't happen often, but it will happen this time. Um. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just wondering. If, uh, let's, if we go up, uh, it's going to be on, what's well, it's, it's this September. Is, this actually <laughs> has the wrong date. It's. It's What's, the I, oh, 14th, I've got it. I believe. Yeah, it's a, September it's a 14th, Wednesday. A it's Wednesday. a Wednesday. That's right. I remember because I was going to miss the show that day. It's a Wednesday at 7 o'clock to 10 p.m. at the Gary Kulik Community Center. Now, right. what's that? It's the Gary Kulik Community Center, man. What do you... Well, isn't that where... Jerry. Not Gary. Oh, that would make so much more sense. <laughs> <laughs> so Jerry Collett Community Center, which is at 1201 Livernois in Ferndale. Um, and you can, while we're getting Shannon on the phone, you can contact her at S underscore Cuddle, C-U-T-T-L-E, at Yahoo.com. Or you can call her um, at the Triangle offices, which their number is 313-537-3323. And her extension is 105. Are you there, Shannon? Hello? Hola? Hmm. Oh, no. So, I, I guess we, we've got this wonderful press release that we're reading. It's not as right. though we have all this, like, you know, all right. wonderful ESP. <laughs> and we're communicating with her in some sort of It was very ability. funny. You sent me the, the email address, you know, the contact information, and the next day... This press release appeared in my I'm, email box. You know, that's you kinda, know stuff before people know it. It's, it's amazing. True. So now I think I'm we have Shannon on. We must people. have Shannon yeah. on the phone. Oh, there we go. Hello. 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 How are you? Good. How Good. are you? How are you? Good. I'm so, glad we got everything situated. Yeah. Thanks we for your patience. We are experiencing technical difficulties. We apologize. For that. <laughs> so we did a brief rundown of some logistics. We talked about when it's when it's happening and where it's going to be at. But actually, could you remind us of the date again? Sure, it's on September 14th at 7 p.m. at the Gary Kulik Center in Ferndale. It is Gary. Ha, we were just Gary. arguing about whether it was Gary or Jerry. Um, sorry, that's totally wrong. <laughs> <irrelevant. laughs> <laughs> I hope you enjoyed that. Um, so what's the hope for this town hall? What's the plan? What? Well, actually, let's start at the beginning. What made this happen? Well, several grassroots community groups along with Triangle Foundation, Affirmations, and several community leaders, have been talking for quite some time about the needs to address the issues of families in the GLBT community. And this kind of came out from that forum, and I worked with Triangle to try to make sure that we could get a family town hall together to finally get everybody touching base on the same page so we can all come to some type of conclusion idea on how to move forward into the future. LGBT families are 
really trying to struggle right now to get a voice to be heard. And we really need to take action within the state of Michigan to make sure that voice is being heard. And Triangle Foundation has really stepped up to the plate to try to make sure that LGBT families across the state can finally have their voice be heard at the town hall meeting. And so um, at the town hall meeting, so who who would be um, being invited, I guess, to the to the town hall meeting? Well, we have invited many grassroots groups and several prominent organizations. There's going to be community leaders involved. We have a panel that includes speakers from the Triangle Foundation, U of M, LGBT Research Center, We Are Family, Coalition for Adoption Rights, Affirmations, Mayor Porter from Ferndale, Rufella Center, P. Flag Down River, and many others that are joining us on the panel that day to discuss key points. The basis for the town hall really is to make sure that we get all these groups together to start the dialogue because that's really what's important. And we're welcoming all community members. It's very important that the community shows their support and shows up for this event because it's their concerns and needs that are going to be addressed. And creating this dialogue is going to be key because it's finally going to put what is needed out there. And it's going to let our state reps know. It's going to let our Congress know. It's going to let everybody know in the state of Michigan that GLBT families have a voice, and these are what we need. So would I be going to this, to this event and having a list of suggestions that, I, that I'm feeling I'm needing from the state of Michigan? Or is this something where if I have a question that the panel is going to tell me where I can get those resources? That's correct. So this is going to be a traditional town hall forum where the panel members are going to be able to speak a little about, about their organizations and then offer an opportunity for the audience to be able to post questions and ask them straightforward to these organizations and oh, okay. other representatives that will be there. Okay. So that if they can't be able to answer, that that, that might be a key point of one of the things that we would need to get for our, um, our LGBT families. Exactly, exactly. Okay. Gotcha. Wow. So, um, and so anybody from, now are these people from Florida? She's not Florida. From uh, Ferndale? <laughs> or I'm thinking an F word. <laughs> uh, Ferndale. Better, better Florida <laughs> than the other <laughs> Exactly. Um, but like Ferndale, or are we looking at, like, I mean, how far is are you expecting people from? Well, I'm hoping that people from across the state will come. Oh, okay. I'm so, really hoping for that. I th- we really need that. This town hall event is not open just to residents of the Ferndale Royal Oak area. Great. It's open up to the state. Okay. So we're really seeking to have full state involvement. Okay. And if there's, if is this something that is, um, how will I find out more information, like about like what happened at there? Will there be, um, like to be able to get in contact with the information that was shared at the town hall meeting? Yes, there will be resources. Each of the groups are going to be able to have resources available for handout. So each everybody that comes to the event is going to be able to be more knowledgeable about what's available to them within the community. Okay. And this also serves as a very good basis to start building up a resource guide for the GLBT family community. There really isn't one out there. So this helps us start the basis to form that. Terrific. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 please, you. You're so good at this. No. <laughs> well, I, um, and so, and now, is this something Maybe that... you're not so good at it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, the stuttering Sorry. kicks in. <laughs> well, I mean, is this something that, that you got involved in because of your LGBT family, or was this something... Well, I myself don't have a family, but I've, I'm an educator, and I've been teaching for over 10 years, and I've been involved in many different programs within the school district with food diversity. And I've seen firsthand what has happened to same-sex families in both the public and private schools. And I've also been involved heavily with affirmations on Triangle Foundation and things like Motor City Pride to make sure that I'm helping build a family foundation as an educator out there trying to let their voices be heard. Mm-hmm. Well, all right. Um, Shannon, thank you very much for joining us, taking the time to do this. I know that you're a volunteer with Triangle, so we really appreciate you joining us this evening. Um, Could you, once again, though, just give the rundown of the date, location, and who who and how to contact um, folks to get more information? Certainly. The Family Town Hall is going to be September 14th at 7 p.m. at the Gary Kulik's Community Center at 1201 Livernoise in Ferndale, Michigan. And the contact, you can call the Triangle Foundation directly at 313-537-3325 at extension 105 
Or you can email me directly for more information at s underscore c-u-t-t-l-e at yahoo.com. Thank you again, Shannon, very much, not only for joining us on the show, but for all your hard work and helping yes. to put this on. And we certainly wish you the best of luck with the town hall. And at least one of us will be there. Great. Thank you for your support of the town hall. Sure. Absolutely. <laughs> Have a great night. Thank you. Well, cool. I'm glad that's happening. Yes. That's really exciting. I think that's going to be... Uh, I honestly didn't... I had the info, but I, I didn't have a chance to really talk with her about all the different things that are going on. And after hearing her talk about it, I think that's going to be a really exciting opportunity. For no other reason than all the speakers that are going to be there. I mean, they've got, mm-hmm. you know, mayors. They've got yeah. uh, a lot of the community organizers. I mean, it's the who's who's list. Mm-hmm. They must have been planning that thing forever. It is indeed. So I'm sorry if I'm being petty, but I want to finish the quiz. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the challenge is on. So, actually, I you were, you had um, you were only answered twelve questions. Oh, so we got ten of twelve. So you got ten of twelve. Okay. So, um, on on which side of a woman's blouse are the buttons? I have no idea. Wait, what's it's the. I don't know. How am I it's because. To know okay, wait. It's because women historically were not dressed. They were dressed by someone else. By their like ladies in waiting, rich women, of course. So that would be the opposite. So that most of them were right-handed. What side does your shirt button on? It's the opposite oh, of no, that. Oh no, can't look. Uh, I'm guessing it's his is right left. over left. So left, left over right. Yes, correct. No, wait a minute. On which side of the are is the buttons? I'm guessing the, the buttons. buttons are on the right. No, they're on the left. I mean, that's what I meant. <laughs> I, I, I just want to say for the record, I said I guess left. So oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Mind. Okay. Uh, <laughs> which which way do fans rotate, especially closets fans? No, I'm just kidding. Um, which, <laughs> which way do fans rotate? Clearly. Yeah, they rotate clockwise. Correct. Yeah. How many sides does a stop sign have? Eight. How many sides or how many edges? It's got two yeah, sides. Yeah, it's got two sides, the front <laughs> and the back. But it's an eight-sided, it's, it's an eight-edged object, an octagon. You know what? When you said, yes, you're correct. Yes. Um, which way do fans rotate? You said right or left? I meant clockwise or... Yeah, I said clockwise. Okay. He said left, meaning clockwise. Okay, cool. I was like, oh, but I was like wait a minute. I knew what he meant. Okay. Um Let's go with it. <laughs> <laughs> um, do, do books have an even number of pages on the right or left side? Oh. Even number of pages. Even number is on... Wait, no. Even number is on the, on the right. Because when on, you open... No, no I'm even number is on, on the left. left. Yeah. Correct. Um, how many lug nuts are on a standard car wheel? Oh, God, I have no idea. Six? Six or eight. I'm guessing six. Always in a star. And there's five points. Oh, oh, five. Is that clever? That's the only way I remember that one, because I <laughs> I've had to change a few. <laughs> and it's like, do it in a star. And I went, oh, star. That's a, that's five. Okay. Um, how many sides are there on a standard pencil? It's a hexagon, so six. Very good. And my favorite, sleepy, happy, sneezy, oh, grumpy, oh, dopey, doc. Who's missing? Okay, Goofy? say it again. <laughs> Sleepy, Sleepy, happy, happy sneezy, sneezy, grumpy, dopey, doc. Dopey is the only one I can ever remember. Sleazy? Sleazy. Sleazy. <laughs> 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 oh, that grumpy, you said sleepy, dopey. Sneezy? Did you say sneezy? Uh, yep, so sneezy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm throwing in the towel on this one. I'm Me waving, too. I'm I've waving never, the white paper. I've never known. Really? I've never, I've never, yeah, I've never been able to answer questions about the Seven Dwarfs. Oh, ever. it's bashful. Oh, sure. Of course yeah. it is. Yeah, <laughs> someone, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. Yeah. Of course so I, it I is. I shouldn't ask you about, like, name the nine reindeer? Oh, I can probably do that. Oh, okay. Maybe. I can't. I don't have them all with me at the moment, but yeah. Uh, You know, you know Dasher and Dancer and Donner and Blitz and Comet and Cupid something in vixen what's vixen what's before vixen blitzen no you prancer? know prancer. prancer maybe that's eight prancer and then reindeer and, then and rudolph oh, okay i was wondering <laughs> everybody okay. knows that one <laughs> the most famous reindeer <laughs> of all Hello? Crying out loud? <laughs> oh, oh boy um how many hot happy dog- holidays from how many hot dog buns are in a standard package? Eight. 
But that, that's just changed over time, though. So that's unfair. It's been eight, it's been ten, and it's been twelve, and it depends on who you buy it from. So standard is. <laughs> I wish playing card is the card maker's trademark. The ace of spades. See, do you agree? Yeah, uh, either that or the Joker. See, that's what I said was the Joker, and it is the ace of spades according to them. I'm gonna go check my card deck when I get home. The jo- it's not always on the Joker. Unless it is always on the ace of spades. Unless they're very cynical company, uh, right? Have it on every one of them, which is yeah, probably what I would do. <laughs> on which side of a Venetian blind is the cord to that adjusts the opening between the slats? It's on the right. left side. Oh wait, no, the little the cord the, I only, that raises and lowers. No, the, raise the and lower opener. one is on the left, so the opener is on the right. It's actually on the left. Well, not adjusts, on the lines. <laughs> that adjusts the. Uh, thing. I only have a stick. I know. I don't have okay, well, cords. on mine, they're on the right because I know that when I pull up the thing, the. Oh, that's good. Hmm. But I just have a stick that does both. Really? You turn it. You turn it, you rotate the stick uh-huh. to open, uh-huh. and you move the stick back and forth because they're vertical. Ah, uh, well, they're vertical. We're talking Venetian, Venetian blinds. Whatever. Okay. Um, I don't didn't know there was a difference. <laughs> um, I'm not a fag. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're not gay enough. That's that's my second fag joke gotta, of the night. Gotta, I kind of reached my limit. Out. I should shut up. Sorry. Um, there are twelve buttons on a touchtone phone. What two uh, symbols bear no? Uh, digit. We already did that. Oh, no, no, no. no. That was, it's oh, the, the pound and the, and the pound. and the star. Yeah, the star yep. and pound. Mm-hmm. Um, how many curves are there in the standard paperclip? One, One two, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! We're oh here now. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, how many? Oh, I already did that one. Um, does a merry-go-round uh, turn counter or clockwise? It goes, goes counter. It goes counter uh, and up and down. It's like this. I really don't know. I think it goes... Oh, it does go counter. It does go counter. Yes. So, very good. 25 questions. And we only missed like, what, three a handful, four yeah. or something like that? Yeah. We're pretty smart, Greg. Woohoo! Yeah. Good job. So, in our last couple of minutes, what was up at Stratford? So, we went to Stratford. It was uh, We saw six plays. Wow. Wow. We in how many days? days? Wow, that's awesome. Four days, six plays. And we had, no joke... Some of the best food I've ever had in my entire life. Oh, wow. No joke. Really, really? well. Some of the best food I've ever had. Well, I've heard that about thing, you know, that well, we, part of the world. And we really, I mean, we really, you know, we one of the people that I went with was, uh, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I was starting, I was confused. The world, uh, <laughs> I was confused. In middle of nowhere, Ontario, no. Canada. Wait, can I explain? I was slightly confused and thought you were, like, in Toronto for no, 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 a minute. No, no, no. Oh, I was far gotcha. away from Toronto. I know that. Of, but it's so funny, this town is um you you drive and you drive and it's this farm town literally in the middle of nowhere and it smells like pig every night it's driving me nuts but it, it literally is this middle of nowhere town and i found out they have 600,000 people or 600,000 tickets that they sell every year wow. and it has something like a 10.5 million dollar impact on the Stratford economy this festival oh my word and they have four theaters they own i think three of them and one of them is the city of stratford that they rent and that was my favorite one it was the tom patterson uh, we saw some great shows and the two that I wanted to mention real quick, just because of the, there are two Shakespearean ones. They weren't my favorites, but they were the two that they altered the most. And I thought they did a great job with. One of them was As You Like It, which they themed, or they the setting was the 1960s, and they ha- got Bare Naked Ladies to do the music for it. And so Bare Naked Ladies, you know, specially wrote songs just for this show, for that, for the Stratford As You Like It show. And then the other one that we saw that was very cool was uh, uh, Measure for Measure, which they said in modern times. So it had, you know, they had like a laptop involved with it as a prop. And it was very neat to see a Shakespearean play Now, what was laptop. Measure for Measure uh, about? Measure for Measure was a, a political one that had to do with a duke who is is kind of concerned that he's not doing enough to stop the red light district who he himself is involved with and the opening scene is this at least at the Stratford one is this great uh, dance club thing and I really wanted them to keep doing the dance club thing because I was having a lot of fun watching this <laughs> dance club and I think this would be wonderful I'm going to watch three hours of dance club so, <laughs> right, so it's this duke who, who leaves and he puts somebody else in his place and then he watches it from a distance as a, as a fake priest and it's very bizarre and he sets up this really and actually ended up pissing off a couple of people that I went to see it with with a group of it was eight of us that went and saw these shows so there's these eight gay men walking about Stratford and going to these restaurants and hanging out at plays and, you know, just frolicking about in a very gay-like way. Yeah, it sounds like a kind of a gay fantasy. But it was... 
we one of the people we went with you was know. Uh, was Jim Toy, and Jim has been going to this thing since 1959. Wow, he, he doesn't go every he's year, but awesome. I yeah. know he was. The, yeah, he's he's one of our favorite people to hang out yeah. with. Yeah. Anyways, well, thanks for joining us uh, to on Closets for Clothes tonight, August 31st. Um, you've been hanging out with the cool kids, and we'll see you the same time, same place next week. Yes. Thanks for tuning into Closets Are Foreclosed on WCBN FM 88.3 Radio Free Ann Arbor. You can contact us by calling 734 763 3500. That's 763 3500. Or you can write us here at the station at 530 SAB Ann Arbor, Michigan 48109. Or at our Ipsy office, you can reach us at P.O. Box 980070, Ypsilanti, Michigan 48198. The views and opinions expressed on Closets Are For Clothes are solely those of their speakers and are not the opinions of WCBN or our licensees, the regents of the University of Michigan. For Dan Burns, I'm Christy Cardinal. See you at the same time, same place next week, Wednesday from 6 to 7. Peace.